listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. Have no fear. The sports entertainers are here. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And I'm joined by my tag team partner. He's the analysis of the L-O-C. He's the man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. And when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of Long Island. Good morning, fellas. Nope, shump, 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 shump. Shump, shump, shump. None of that. None of that. Oh, do you want to explain why, Leo? (laughs) 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 Wow. That dead space just says it all. (laughs) (laughs) Leo, do you want to explain why there's no shump, shump, shump? I'm going to do like the gobbly goober, and I'm just going to bow out my first time out. There's no pshim, 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 pshim. Because I took one of the cables to the studio and I forgot to bring it back. I wish I could hit you with the button, but guess what? There is no buttons. Pretty much. Ryan, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. No no complaints on my end for the most part. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I am uh, you know, woke up early, you know, shot over to Leo. Leo, um, I guess he has a new form of zen. I don't want to say intoxication, but, you know, Leo, Leo's hanging in there, right, Leo? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh. Okay, there you go. And um, yeah, you know we're we're on here on a Sunday. It's been a quiet ring, uh, a, a quiet week in the world of uh, professional wrestling. But you know we're gonna make things happen. You know I think this is gonna be called the filling in time episode. You know we're just filling it in. <laughs> filler episode. A filler episode. There you go. That's perfect. That's gonna be the name of the episode. But before we get started, it's hashtag. Rebel time. Leo, you okay? Yeah, I'm out. Okay, I'll, I'll message you in a bit. <laughs> All right. So, while it has been a quiet week, there is some things I do want to talk about. Um, by the way, all completely off topic. I guess this is wrestling related. You know what I had over the weekend? What was that? I finally tried that pitch black Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, yeah? And the first thing I thought of myself was like, I remember when Cody Rhodes was in the press conference and he goes like, this tastes delicious. And, you know, he's just like such a salesman, Uh you know, what a carny bastard. And I'm like, this better be delicious. So I tried it and he definitely oversold it. Okay. Typical Cody Rhodes. Uh, But it wasn't bad. The best way to describe it is, is like it tastes like grape soda with like a little twist to it. Okay. That's the biggest fan of grape. Right, 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 right. I don't know how I would think I would feel about it, but I am curious. I am very, very curious. Especially the way he sold it after he had yeah. the first sip. He was like, this is delicious, and he just has that. Well, he also said, too, because he was coming off of, like, injury and where he was, like, home, and he was eating right, and he was eating healthy, and he didn't have sugar for, like, three months. So, like, that was, like, the first taste of anything sugary that he had in a while. Mm-hmm. So it was probably, like, he probably forgot what the good stuff like that tastes like. <laughs> he forgot what so he sugar tastes like. probably like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, I'm in a whole new world. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. But uh, yeah, so I tried it. Not bad. So um, if you guys haven't tried okay. it, yeah. And yeah, listen, I'm not big on soda it. either. I'm not a big yeah. soda guy either. I'm more of a yeah. ginger ale on occasion type of guy. Okay. But I don't really drink soda like that. You know, I have a Red Bull, yeah. obviously, but not big on yeah, soda. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh, you know, something I gave up a while ago, and I don't crave it. So right, right, right. Stay away from me. All right, let's get started, dude. 
Uh, let's talk about probably the most important thing when it comes to the world of professional wrestling, and that's just the Sami Zayn bloodline story that's happening. I just love the fact that, okay, we're moving on from the Roman situation, right? But it's still kind of like Roman-esque story because you have the Usos and Sami Zayn. So we got a couple different layers that happened this week. Let's uh, go back to Monday Night Raw. Sami opened up the show. Great pop for him. Clearly, his momentum is just continuing, right? Because he's continuing getting these pops. And he's saying that, you know, while he was disappointed that he did not accomplish what he was set out to do, you know, taking those titles away from Roman, that still doesn't mean his war against the bloodline is not going to stop. He's going to take down the bloodline. But first, he needs to pretty much patch things up with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens comes out. And, uh, you know, Sammy pretty much said that, you know, that we, we both done a lot of different, you know, a lot of things to each other. And, you know, maybe words don't really matter at this point, but he's he wants to apologize. Kevin Owens responded to him and rightfully so. He goes like, you know, I didn't do this for you. I did this for your family because I didn't want uh, your family to experience what my family went through at the Rumble, where it's like, you know, you, you let them beat me down, which. I get that. That's the only issue I kind of have with Kevin's promo. Just a little bit. Just a little tad bit. Because he's like, yeah, Kevin Owens is getting beat down. But technically, Sammy did stop. Because Sammy yeah. jumped, kind of jumped in front of Roman. Kind of like he took a bullet for him and was like, listen, you don't need to do this anymore. He So he kind of did stop for, for Kevin Owens. So I wish Sammy would have responded. To that, but you know, mm -hmm. they didn't. Obviously, it's storytelling. We're going to continue telling the story leading up to Mania. Um, and Kevin Owens pretty much said he wants nothing to do with Sammy. He pretty much said, like, Hey, listen, if you want to take down the ball, I want you, you know, go talk to your best friend, like Jay, you know. So that happens, which is really, really good, right? And then fast forward to Friday Night SmackDown. You know, the whole leading up to like the the main event segment was like, Is Jay going to confront his brother Jimmy, right? And they kept on playing that throughout the whole episode of SmackDown. Uh, Jimmy comes out saying, like, no matter what happens, you're always my brother. I know a lot of things are happening within the bloodline, but, you know, I got your back. I always got your back. When you hurt, I hurt. Out comes Sami Zayn. Sami was talking to Jimmy. He didn't want to. He didn't attack Jay. I mean, he didn't attack Jimmy like he did with Roman Reigns. But he straight just wanted to have a conversation with him. And Sami made a lot of value points saying how... You know, you were my dog, okay? You know, we had the handshake. You believed in me when nobody else believed in me, which is true. You know, like, throughout, like, months of Sammy being in the bloodline where Jay was just so disgusted with with Jimmy, with uh, with Sammy, and Roman was kind of just like, uh, I don't know if I want to deal with this guy. Solo just had no opinions about anything. Jimmy was the one that was kind of, like, entertaining, like, the idea of, like, Yo, Sammy's a noose. Like, Sammy's one of us. And, you know, Sammy's just explained to Jimmy, like, their relationship, whatever. And the fact that, you know, when Sammy did what he did at the Rumble, Jimmy didn't hesitate. Like, what perfect storytelling where it was, like, the guy that pretty much had his back from the beginning was the one that pulled the trigger trigger and super kicked uh, Sammy. And he told him, he, he's like, hey, you were my brother. That shit hurt. So Jimmy responded. Which you could also look from that aspect too. Like, listen, if you're about family loyalty, right? Like, if you're about this, right? It's kind of like a gang. Like, when you're in too deep, you're in too deep. So no matter whatever's right or wrong, if you're in it to in it, you're going to fucking do it regardless. So at this point, Jimmy goes like, well, you made me do this. You made your choice. What was I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. So it's like I just love the different levels of storytelling. So while they're going back and forth, right, and Sammy's pleading with Jimmy saying, like, listen, you don't have to go down with the bloodline. There's an out for you. His his mission is to take down the bloodline, like the whole kind of like this thing, this island of relevancy, of, if you will, of the bloodline, but take Roman down with the ship. That's Sammy's, like, goal, right? He's telling Jimmy he doesn't have to be part of that ship. He doesn't have to go down with the ship. Out comes Jay in the crowd. He's just looking at both guys or whatever. And all of a sudden, Jimmy just attacks fucking Sammy. And then Jay's just walking slowly. And Jimmy's yelling, come in, come in, get in the ring, get in the ring. And boom, Sammy hits him with a huluva kick. 
And now Sammy's out of the ring. Sol Sokoa shows up. Jay's just watching everything. So, like, in many ways, Jay right now is kind of like Sting from in the 90s. It's like Crow Sting. He's just <laughs> observing everything. And we don't know where his loyalty stands. I just love the different levels of storytelling. How they're just bringing everything back. And that's what's so dope about wrestling when you have a story that plays out not in a couple weeks no this is happening within months all right mm-hmm. and then if you go with the like the usos and jay story that's been playing out for years because the bloodline started because roman was bullying jay yeah, he beat yeah. the crap out of jay for like two three months straight where jay just gave in and was like fuck it i'm siding with you i don't want to get beat up no more and then the first couple of months before jimmy returned he kind of treated Jay like a like his bitch. Like, yeah, he was main event Jay Uso, but he was also Roman Reigns' bitch. So, like, I just love the different levels here. There's so many different layers. I just love this story so much. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me is, like, they, they didn't go with the obvious, which is, like, right out of the gate, you have Jay come back at the, uh, you know, well, I know he came back before this, but, you know, he comes out at the Elimination Chamber. Do you think he's going to turn on Sammy? And he doesn't, and then Sammy ends up spearing him. Um, and then we get this where it's like, still, you're like, okay, maybe now on SmackDown, we're going to get the turn and we still don't get the turn. Right. I mean, I think we all know, obviously it's coming because, you know, if that plan match with the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin is going to take place, obviously Jay's going to have to turn, but I just love how they're dragging it out and I love how they're doing it. And I guess they're going to really take it down to the wire. I mean, as I know we have like five weeks, maybe like, yeah, five weeks until mania. So they're going to drag this out as, as far as they can. And, I mean, why the hell not? With the way the story's been going, like you said, so many different layers just keeps getting added on every single week. And, man, it's just like the attention to detail in this story, too, is just incredible. And it's just whenever they have segments, whether it's backstage or in the ring, it's like, man, I'm laser focused in on everything that's 100%. going on, bro. Like, and I mean, obviously I could speak for everybody else too. I mean, this is the best thing going on in the, in not even just in, in the company, but the in the whole wrestling world. Yep. So, uh, yeah, man, this, this story is just red hot. Um, it continues to be, even though Sammy lost to Roman. And again, I've been saying it for the longest time. The, the biggest thing here was that Sammy was feuding with the Usos. It's been since day one, and this is, you know, it took center stage on SmackDown. I know Roman's going to return next week, um, but, you know, eventually we're going to have to get some Roman and Cody stuff, which I'm waiting for as well. Um, So I would like to see Roman come back next week and maybe just say, like, listen, I can't do this anymore. I don't know what's going on with you, Jay. Jimmy, you have to figure this out. Like, I'm out. I got to focus on Cody. Not out of the bloodline, but you know what I mean. Like, like he's not going to worry about anything involving Sammy anymore. He's going to let them take care of that. And uh, he's just going to focus on Cody because, I mean, I think, you know, that's the direction we got to go at this point. Sammy and the Usos, leave them to do what they got to do. But Roman needs to focus elsewhere. Speaking of Cody, that's a that's a pretty good transition to the next thing I want to talk about. Speaking of Cody, I did not enjoy the promo we got on Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. with Paul and Cody. Not, this has nothing to do with Cody either. It, it just, you know, we we love, we praise Paul Heyman so much, right, for all the work he does, right? And I think sometimes, especially in this wrestling bubble, right, when we see so many, like, home runs and so many hits from a certain performer or a certain organization, right, we're like, we think, like, that's always going to happen all the time, right? But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you ain't going to have some clunkers there, right? I think what Heyman is like, he's been so great at everything he does for the most part, right? You're just like, it's impossible for Heyman to have a bad promo. I thought this was a pretty much bad promo. Not not because what he was saying didn't have like, like I knew, I know where Heyman was going with the promo. It just didn't connect for me at all. I thought the way he was shot, I don't, I, I honestly don't know what it was, but it just was not a good promo from Heyman yeah it wasn't a good way to follow up what they did previously and um something weird with cody's too but he he tweeted something out after afterwards like uh they got cut for time and he really didn't have time to really say anything or something like that because his his promo wasn't really like the best either the whole thing was kind of weird that's why like i just feel like at this point we need to get to cody and roland face to face like we need to get some interaction between those two because there's only so much you're going to be able to do with paul Heyman and cody every single week you know yeah that you had that masterpiece that they did that first week um but then following up with this 
you know, next week on Raw, I don't want to see another Heyman and Cody interaction. I, I want to, you know, I say next week, uh, tomorrow, right. I don't want to see that. Um, they have to figure out some other way. I mean, whether Cody calls out Roman or says, I'm, co- you know, you're going to be on SmackDown, I'm coming over to SmackDown, something like that. We need to get the face-to-face because I think that's going to really ultimately take this this feud, if it's not even a feud yet. But it's going to take this to the next level. And it has to be. I'm already pumped for this match. I think a lot of people are just based 1,000%. on Cody's goals and intention and, and how hyped we are about him. But sell me on it a little bit more. Get Roman involved now. and Let's see this face-to-face between these two guys that we've never seen in the ring. I don't want to say never seen the ring together. But you know what I mean. The ver- these, these versions, versions of, right. of Cody and Roman in the ring together. So I, I think also what I want to see between the interaction uh, with Roman and Cody is like I want Roman to go for like the low blow. Like I want him yeah. to say like, listen, your father was more of a father to me than you. you know? Oh, he's like, got to ride that. Like he, yeah. I want him to go for the jugular. I want him to like yeah. hit him where like it hurts and it and it's like deep. I think that's sometimes like the best stories. And when it comes when it comes to wrestling, when it gets fucking personal, you know. Yeah, for sure, dude. Hey, Paul Heyman already planted that seed about. Uh, Roman being Dusty's son that he always wanted or whatever like that. Like, dude, Roman's got to ride this now um, for sure. What's your thoughts on what we got on Monday as well with, like, the Becky Lita versus Damage Control for these tag titles and how they've been sending Trish home for, like, the last two weeks due to some creative stuff? Like, I thought originally we were going to get, like, a six-woman tag at Chamber or maybe even Mania. That's what I thought. Maybe uh, somehow Becky and company probably cost Damage Control, like, the the tag titles to another team, and then we get, like, a a six-woman tag at Mania. That's what I thought, right? But now they're teasing the idea of a possible... Lita and, and Lita, I was gonna say Lita and Trish, but Lita and Becky tag team. And first of all, Lita looks great. Okay. Yeah. So, oh my God. Age. man. Oof. Um, and I think Dakota's, it has like a little like lingering injury there, like nothing too, too serious. But I think that's another reason why they haven't really defended those titles. But, you know, th- this whole damage control stuff, it really hasn't done much for me be and it's not due to the performers it's not that it's just the way they've been booked like they should have been booked especially how they arrived and how they formed or whatever they should have been on a streak of wins okay like as much as i loved war game survivor series logistically right they should have won team damage control should have won that match especially because bailey was taking all these l's they should have won that match and they didn't so, I don't. I don't know. I just. Uh, I think it might be that time. And if, listen, anytime Becky holds a title, and just seeing Lita on my TV, I'm a fan. So if that if that's gonna give us more of that, why not? I'm here for it. Yeah, I don't know what direction they're gonna go here. I mean, there's so many different ways that they can go about this. I mean, the obvious thing was like everybody thought it was gonna be yeah, Becky. Uh, Trish Lita versus Damage Control at WrestleMania. I thought that was. That should have been the plan, right? Right. But then there's a problem there. It's you got the tag belts on Dakota and Io. Um, and then, you know, there was rumors that it's gonna be Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler um challenging for those belts. Because, you know, if if not, I mean, Ronda's not gonna be left off this card. So like I don't see what else Ronda's gonna be doing at the show. And she's been teaming with Shayna, so that makes sense there. Um if I'm calling the shots, I mean, dude, it's double duty for for damage control. Listen, let them defend the tag titles one night, and the other night have the six woman tag. I don't know if that's the direction they're gonna go. What if I don't know if they're pulling the belts off of? If they pull the belts off them and give it to Becky and Lita, then what? Then what's the WrestleMania match? Give me a TLC match between Damage Control, Ronda, Shayna, and Becky and Lita. That's the easiest solution. Give me a throw, t- throw the throw the throw the freaking tag titles on a I'd hoist it up and, put and it in a, yo put it in a, in a first ladder. time three way women's ladder match. Why not? Fuck it, TLC. Hey, dude, I'm, I'm here down. for it. I'm a sucker for ladder match. Oh yeah, yeah oh yeah, match. big Any ladder day match. Be, especially at WrestleMania. Give me that shit. Listen, uh, man. But, just- yeah, listen. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do here. I, I think the the obvious thing would be to have Bailey uh, screw them over tomorrow night. You have Trish come out, even the odds, and there you go. There's your six-woman tag. And then, again, they just have to pull double duty. They, they, the, the other 
they defend the tag titles on the other night. I mean, listen, there's two nights. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, you know? I would actually be honored to pull double duty at WrestleMania, if you ask me. I mean, hey, I wonder if they could double the pay, too. So, I'm su- Yeah, I'm, surpri- gig, right? I'm surprised if, if we're ever going to see that with, like, the whole two-night gimmick. Like, are we going to see a performer pull double duty? I don't think that hasn't happened yet, has it? I don't believe so, but I don't really even know why, like... People, because I saw online, like you know, some de- some people like debate. Oh, like they're not gonna pull double duty. Why would they do that? Why would WWE do that? It's not that big of a deal. You're not asking them to wrestle twice in one night. You're asking them to wrestle twice in in one weekend. Okay, back to back nights. They do this all the time. I mean, th- look at the people on the indie shows WrestleMania. They freaking wrestle like five times in one night on different shows. Like, I don't really think it's that big of a deal or a stretch to have them defend the titles one night and be in the six-woman tag the next night. I mean, that just makes the most sense to me because other than that, I just don't see how you do this. Ronda's, again, Ronda's not going to be left off this card. So that match has got to be happening. They have to be challenging for the titles. But then where's Bailey? um, Where's Bailey then if, like, where does she come into the mix if there's not a six-woman tag? So, like, there's just so many things where it's just, like, it's just so obvious to do it this way. What if... What if, hypothetically speaking, let's say we get the match tomorrow, right? And Bailey tries to get involved, and Trish makes the save to help lead him, Becky. They win the tag titles. Then for Mania, we go, because it seems like Ronda and Shayna, they're going for those titles too. So maybe, you know, Damage Control wants a rematch. Ronda and Shayna get involved. So they're like, you know what? We're going to just, we're going to defend it against both teams in a three way, right? At Mania. And then since Trish. Made the run and we get Trish and Bailey at Mania. Okay, yeah, I, I that's that's fine with me. Listen, I I just need all these women on the card, man. Especially ba- Bailey and Becky need to be on this card. I mean, listen, I pff, at this point I could care less about what Ronda does, but I understand that she's not going to be left off WrestleMania Hollywood. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm not in the I, I, I could care less, but I know she's not going to. But Bailey put out a tweet, um, maybe a week ago, last week, where like she has not competed at WrestleMania. Since WrestleMania 35, which is when they lost the tag titles, her and and, and um, Sasha. Mm-hmm. And even if you think about it, other than that, she wasn't on 34, or she was in like the Battle Royal. And then at 33, she defended her women's title. But other than that, those are like the only two WrestleManias that Bailey was involved in, and that's crazy. Yeah, because like, you that's don't crazy to think about with the amount of great work that she's done, especially during the pandemic, and she has not had a big time WrestleMania spotlight. I mean, that's just, that's criminal. So this year, she needs to have it. No excuses. So, hey, a, a freaking one-on-one match with Trish Stratus would be unbelievable. So yeah. I'd be down for that, yeah, one way or another. We Get her on the card. Yeah, because we can't count Mania 36, because that was a pandemic mania. Right, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't even, uh, that's, that doesn't count. Yeah, I don't even remember what she did at the show, but that I think doesn't. She, I think she defended her. She's t- probably the women's champ, right? She was the women's champ, but she defended the title like a multi-woman match. Yeah. Eh. It was just a thrown together oh. match. What, in a, that what a weird dull warehouse that doesn't really I know. Count. What a yeah. fucking weird time that was. Holy shit, yeah. bro. Oh yeah. my god. All right, let's um let's move on. Since we're on the topic of mania. What's your thoughts? <laughs> What's your thoughts on Big Ol' Moss challenging Brock Lesnar in Mania? So I I, dude, I didn't believe this at first. I was like, there's just no way this match is happening. It's got to be a swerve. I thought because MVP's involved and they've been teasing the Hurt Business, getting back together, I thought this was an entire swerve to throw Brock Lesnar off. You know, Bobby Lashley come in, side with MVP again, and then, you know, you're going to have those two finally finish this thing at WrestleMania. But apparently, according to Uncle Dave, and again, you could say whatever you want about Dave Meltzer, he's he says that this is the plan that they're going forward with. No swerve. They're going with Brock and Omos, and we're getting Bobby Lashley and and Bray Wyatt. Why? I have no idea. I have zero clue why Omos has to be on the goddamn WrestleMania card two years in a row when this guy is barely seen any other time of the year. The WrestleMania season, he just comes out of the woodworks and he just gets these matches. This guy adds nothing to anything. He can't do shit in the ring. That match with Brock is going to be so bad that I almost just don't even like... There's going to be so much good stuff on this card that it's like, okay, whatever. We're going to get some clunky shit. I just never expected this is what Brock Lesnar was going to be doing at WrestleMania Goes Hollywood. I thought he was going to be in like a bigger spotlight at this show. I thought he was either going to face Lashley or Walter or Gunther. 
Yeah, right. I, I was really sold in the Bobby Lashley match because especially with the way things ended at the Elimination Chamber, how do you not follow up at WrestleMania with this? Like, how are they just, how are both of them just moving on? That makes no sense after what happened. Bobby Lashley should be pissed and want a rematch. He shouldn't be, uh, you know, dismantling, what you dismantle Elias on Raw, and now he's going to be facing Bray Wyatt. For what? You know, for, for what reason? It makes no sense. So I'm curious to see what happens tomorrow night when Brock shows up. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I guess the most in impressive thing that's going to happen in that match is like Brock's going to suplex this guy and hopefully he doesn't freaking break his, his neck because I feel like this guy doesn't even know how to wrestle still. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I don't know what my thoughts are yet. I really don't. I just think it's like the weirdest, most random thing that they could possibly book on the if, show. If we do indeed get Omas and Brock, I think this is going to be so bad. It might look, it might make Brock and Ambrose from WrestleMania 32 look like a masterpiece. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, and, and Omos can't do anything in there, bro. He could barely, he could barely, like, he could barely lift his leg up. The guy's just too big. He can't do anything. It's just not. It, I would have rather see, and, and I think with the direction we're going with Gunther is maybe some three way with Sheamus and, and Drew. It, that's what it seems like. Yeah. But I really would have liked to see Gunther and Brock, bro, go at it. Yeah. I was never sold on that happening just because man, I, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like something they would do, have Brock go for the IC title. And and then, you know, obviously if he faces Cone 3, he's probably going to win, right? So, like, he's not going to hold the, the Intercontinental belt. So I never saw that as a possibility. If Gunther didn't have the belt, I'd say, oh, yeah, like there would be a higher possibility. But he's on such a good run right now. I think the match with Drew and Sheamus, if Sheamus could add it into it, you got to think he will. Mm -hmm. just makes more sense. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would love. I would love to know what Brock's thoughts were when they pitched this idea of him wrestling Omos was at WrestleMania. You remember a few years ago when they pitched the idea of having him versus Jinder Mahal at the Survivor Series, and he was like, "Fuck no, I ain't. I ain't working with this guy." Damn, like, what did... must his thoughts be when they go, "Yeah, here's Omos. See but, what you do with this guy." But then also, it's like, damn, if you okayed working with Omos, that's how low you think of Jinder. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Omas? At least Jinder can somewhat work. I right, think right. At least Jinder is a wrestler. Right. I don't consider Omas a freaking wrestler. He just he just stands there. He just stands there and roars. <laughs> <laughs> and roars. That's all he does. Oh he's just man, not, he's what, not a, good. what a random ass thing, bro. I was literally watching Raw, and I'm like, hey, let's cut to Omas, and he's like challenging Brock to WrestleMania. I'm like, for what? Oh man, what, is, what privilege does this guy get? Okay, to just challenge Brock. So uh, let's flip the let's flip, let's flip the coin, right? So Omos and Brock seems like that's going to be a thing. I mean, which it's mind boggling. But like then we got the whole Lashley and Bray, which is another question mark. But at least with this one, we got really an interesting like visual vignette with with uh, Bray's Firefly Funhouse, and then yes. you know I, I like shit like that. I like. Like when you had leave me like what the fuck am I watching? Like it was like I like I like disturbing shit like that. I don't know why. Uh, I'm I don't know about the match, but if we're gonna continue getting like little vignettes like this, I'm here for it. But the match, we'll see how that turns out to be. Um, I just don't get like I really thought for Bray we're, we're gonna get Bray and Uncle Howdy and Mania. That's what I thought. Something. I just think yeah. that it was a completely like like I'm driving down this road, and you know what? I'm going to completely go a different direction that ain't part of this GPS that I'm following. Completely different. Like, I would have never expected him calling out Bray, I mean, uh, calling out Brock or Bobby Lashley. That came out of fucking nowhere. Literally, it came out of nowhere. I know. It really did. I know. Listen, uh, this Bray Wyatt stuff is just not hitting for me. I don't understand any of it. It's been going on for way too long. It doesn't seem like it's got any destination. Like, we, 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 it just has no, like... There's no end game to this. It feels like uh, I just uh, I just don't really care about it. I really, really don't. I hate saying that. I do like Bray Wyatt. I just don't care about any of this stuff. Uh, him and Uncle Howdy was going to be the worst thing on the WrestleMania card. Now it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Omos. <laughs> uh, so I, I mean, listen, Bobby Lashley versus Bray Wyatt is it'll be a decent wrestling match, but that also could be a freaking like card. snoozer because it's just like. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like they could do some cool stuff, but like, what are they wrestling for? What's what's the, what's the reason behind these two getting in the ring at WrestleMania? Yeah, like, okay, give me some. Want to put them in the ring at some like B level pay per view? Like, I don't know, the Backlash show after coming up or something like that. You could put them on, uh, you know, 
Extreme Rules or something like that. But WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you know, on. Bobby Lashley and Bray has, like, WWE payback written all over it. <laughs> right, right. Over <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> the limit. Bobby Lashley versus <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley has, like, you know, like, fast lane written all over it, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Right, yeah. Oh man! I don't know, bro. I don't know what they're doing. But but with with those things aside, all the other stuff that they're like is rumored to be on this WrestleMania card looks fantastic. You know, the Ray Dominic thing oh, that'll probably yeah. get announced soon. Edge and Finn Balor, and I'm I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to do some stipulation. I hope it's a Hell in a Cell. I know they they discussed that before. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of great stuff. Seth and Logan Paul. You're gonna have the tag match yep. with Sammy and KO. You're gonna have uh, Cody and Roman. The women's uh, title matches look great. I I just I'm really looking forward to this WrestleMania. So that you know, if you have these two matches that are just like whatever. I mean, listen, you need a bathroom break in between. So, <laughs> I, 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 but I will be curious to, to see Brock and Omos though. I mean, as bad as I think it's gonna be. I just want to see Brock at five. Get to the bathroom, like I want to see. Like it's like a car crash. You yeah. want to see what's going to occur. I just want to see him at five the shit out of uh, Omos. <clears throat> yeah, we'll see how that goes. All right. Uh, one last thing on WWE, and then we're going to transition to something else. And and this is gonna we're, we're gonna gonna kind of work into that direction anyway when I bring up this topic. So if you've been following the the dirt sheets, the, the rumor mill, I did two posts uh, this week on Lucha Outsiders everywhere. Backlash and the king and queen of the ring events are confirmed. I believe for Backlash is the beginning of May. And then the king of the queen of the ring event will be happening May 27th in Saudi Arabia. Money in the Sand 9. Okay. I'm surprised you even know what freaking number they're on. Oh, listen, listen. When it comes to money in the sands, okay, I keep I keep track on these numbers. All right. Wait until I start hitting. Wait until I start like typing these up and stop using numbers and put Roman numeral numbers. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> so yeah, money in the sand nine, or it's happening in Saudi Arabia, King and Queen of the Ring, and the interesting thing about all this is this specific event is happening double or nothing weekend. Okay. So there's going to be of course a, it is. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be, right? <laughs> um, another Tony Khan rant on the pro, on the postcard. Oh god. Fucking shit. Okay, um I, I don't think there's really much to talk about backlash. It, it, it does sound like they removed like the WrestleMania in front of backlash, so that's not going to be they? I, okay. I think that's what uh they're, they're reporting right now. And then the King and Queen of the Ring. I, I do like these tournaments coming back and ending at a pay-per-view, right? So I think that's pretty cool. But I do want to see a little bit more, right? Like, in the sense, like, whoever wins the King and Queen of the Ring, they get a title shot. Whether whoever right, wins, right. Give me something besides them being called King or Queen for a couple months. Like, no, give me some stakes. Like, the winner of the King of the Ring either gets, like, a... Either a world title shot or they get like their mid card, uh, you know, brand title shot, whether it's the United yep. States or the Intercontinental. When it comes to the uh, Queen, uh, they get a women's title shot. Give me something. Give me some stakes or something. That's what I like to see. But I do like the idea. I'm not against the King or Queen of the Ring. Yeah, hey, listen. Triple H involved now. Let's hope he has better ideas. You know, last year was Vince, or last year, whatever they, whenever they did the last King and Queen uh, thing was. Maybe Triple H will bring that back because, yeah, give me something more. Uh, why are we going to have a tournament just so they could be called King and Queen and wear a crown and, and uh, freaking, you know, like, it's just, it's stupid. It, it makes no sense and it doesn't really, like, it just seems like it's not worth fighting for, you know? So give me give me higher stakes for sure. I believe in Triple H. Um, hey, that'll be a loaded wrestling weekend if we have that on Saturday and then we have, uh, you know, Double or Nothing Sunday. It's a... The big Memorial Day weekend full of uh, wrestling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of wrestling happening. Oh, yeah. Speaking of AEW, man, I I really want to have this discussion with you because I think we are the right people. And this is not tooting our own horn here. Or maybe I am. I think we are the right people to talk about this because we, like you are on Twitter, you're a straight shooter, right? And we watch everything. So when a product is bad, it's not that we want to see this product fail or anything. It's just we're calling a spade a spade, right? And I think in this wrestling bubble that we're in and a lot of these other podcasts that go on rants and they talk shit one minute and then, you know, 
two episodes later, they'll be on their knees fucking blowing a certain promotion or a certain promoter, right? Um, they're fickled, right? They'll talk shit about a product when it's really, really terrible, yet then like if they see something they don't like or whatever, then instantly or or they'll or they see something that like all of a sudden like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever, yet they don't watch everything or they have like an agenda. And we don't have that here. We want to see everyone be successful. With that being said, I don't know what is what it is with AEW. Well, actually, I kind of have a couple ideas here. AEW, we ha- we're a week away from a, a, their pay-per-view, all right? AEW Revolution that's happening next Sunday, okay? I remember last year for AEW Revolution, we were on such a high leading into the pay-per-view to the point Ryan hit me and was like, about next week, I'm going to AEW Revolution, right? <laughs> yeah, ha- happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, right? <laughs> And going into this pay-per-view, listen, I'm sure the pay-per-view is going to be great, all right? But there's something in Tony's booking now, on top of his attitude outside of, like, like you know, like, booking and stuff like that and being, like, the AEW boss. Outside of that, you know, with, like, his Twitter shenanigans and him, like, overhyping something like he did on Dynamite and it just didn't deliver. It was just something stupid, which you could have either done, like, a press release for or you could have done, like, a tweet about. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's just too much. And when you do shit like that, you disappoint your audience and you kind of just, like, come on, dude, what are you doing? And that doesn't, that doesn't gain you anything. You just kind of, you just, the, the people that, love AEW and the people that been with AEW going back to all in it just kind of is like damn Tony bro what are you doing bro you're doing too much mm-hmm. I think Tony and, and I do want to talk about like just some of the current stuff that's happening now I really believe Tony needs to not necessarily give up booking but he needs to put some of that onto other people because Tony's booking is not working right now. It's not. They're focusing they're focusing too much on the wrong people at times. Like listen, I love Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, right? But at the same time, I don't need to see them on my TV every single week. I also don't need to see them qualify for another tag match for the tag titles, right? I, you know, I made a controversial take a couple of months ago. It feels like a couple of months ago. It's probably like a month or two ago when they were having those series of matches with the Acclaim. If you really wanted to do something then, right, you should have had the Acclaim drop those titles in a Fugazi fashion to Jared and Lethal and then have the Acclaim win the titles back two days later at Rampage or what was it, Battle of the Belts. You could have done something like that. You get people pissed off and then boom, they get the titles back. They could have done something like that and it would have worked perfectly fine, right? If If that's what you wanted to do. Fast forward to now, there's so many teams out there. Yo, they had Aussie open in that battle royal, and they didn't even make a big deal about it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's yep. like, as much as I love Lethal and as much as I love Jeff Jarrett, I don't need to see them on my TV every single week. Okay? I also look at the the, the Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho storyline. They're going to have another match of Revolution. That's fine. But it seems to me now... Going into Revolution, Jericho's going to get his win back. I mean, I could be totally wrong here, but it seems that way. If Jericho's going to get his win back now, don't you think it would have made more sense for Ricky to lose that first match with Jericho? Then Jericho could draw, you know, take the L at the pay-per-view. Yep. And 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 also this whole Ricky Starks versus like Jericho Appreciation Society, it feels like He's had more issues with Danny Garcia and Sammy Guevara than he does really with Jericho throughout the, like the last month or two. Yeah. And it also feels more of an action Andretti feud against Jazz than, than Ricky at times. I kind of hope that at the pay-per-view where action Andretti actually causes Ricky the match and he joins Jazz. I kind of would like to see that because that's something. That's something there. And then you could start kind of leaning out Danny Garcia out of like... Like, maybe you get some conflict there or whatever, and you kind of, like, lean them out. So you, you kind of get, like, a swap. All right, <clears throat> Garcia's out. You get Action Andretti in the in the group. And that actually might do more for Action Andretti because right now he's yeah. just, like, he's just a blue chipper. He's very, like, yeah. white meat baby face. Nobody gives a shit about him. He joins mm-hmm. Jericho Appreciation Society. Now you could do something with him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just little things like that. It's just like, what the fuck? Look it. AEW was built on... A couple of guys. The the foundation of AEW was built with the elite. All right. Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman. All right. 
And you can also throw Jericho there. He's not part of the elite, but that's pretty much the foundation of AEW, all right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Why am I not seeing the elite every week on your A show? I don't mm-hmm. need to see them on Rampage. Nobody watches Rampage. I'm sure there's some peckerhead out there that's going to be like, well, you should really watch Rampage. There's some good matches there. Nobody watches Rampage. You know why? Because AEW hasn't given you a reason to watch Rampage. The only time I really give a shit about Rampage is one when it's live. And sometimes they miss when it's live because they don't give you top-notch matches, right? And the only the only other time I give a shit about Rampage is when I'm getting a two hour block with Rampage and battles battle the belts back to back because it feels like I'm watching like something special like it feels like an important two hour show, right? That's the only times I give a I give a shit about Rampage. I should not be seeing the elite on Rampage. I shouldn't. Yeah. And now we're going into this House of Black match at Revolution. I'm sorry, but they could have built this so much better. There's no reason why we can't see Buddy Matthews and Kenny Omega on a dynamite. Right. They uh, throwing this match together a week before the pay-per-view is just unacceptable. I mean, what have the Elite been doing the past few weeks? A whole lot of nothing. What have the House of Black been doing? A whole lot of nothing. Why are they waiting until now to set this match up? I mean, this match will be great. But this has been a common theme of AEW pay-per-views for quite a while now, and it never used to be like this. No. Like, they build the pay-per-view cards two weeks before the pay-per-view. You used to know, uh, like, a couple of months, but outside of the main event, we knew MJF and uh, Brian Danielson was probably going to be the main event of this in December. We, we knew that. But everything else is just tossed together. Now, I know they're, you know, Ricky and Jericho have been, have been wrestling each other and, and feuding. Okay. Hangman and Mox have been wrestling each other. Okay. Je- um, Samoa Joe Wardlow have been feuding. Okay. My problem is we've seen all of these matches already. Like you just mentioned, Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks. We already saw Ricky get the win. So now Jericho's got to get the win back unless he puts Ricky over, which is, you know, a good possibility of happening, knowing Jericho, you know. We already saw this. Mox and Hangman. We've already seen that, like, what, twice? So we got to see a third match? I know it's a Texas death match, but, like, geez, and, and that's another thing, too. They are driving this Texas death match into the fucking ground, bro. They are just... There's been so many Texas death matches in AEW, way more than I I want. I kind of wanted them to do lights out. the specialness. I kind of wanted to see them do lights out. Like, remember what Omega yeah. and, and Mox I mean, it's essentially the gear. same thing. Remember but... the first, first full gear match? Yeah. Um. The first full gear with uh. Oh, you. you we were all there. Fucking yeah, yeah. Moxley and Omega. Remember that yeah. that main event? I thought that main event was so fantastic. I, I throw think- you another one here. Just do something different because I don't think we've ever had one in AEW. I could be wrong. Oh, I, I already know where you're going. I already know where you're gonna go. Last man standing. Oh <laughs> uh, no! I was gonna say explosive fire. Oh no, 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 no! We don't want that again. Nah, I never. You don't want see Eddie that Kingston to make the run in and, and protect my. <laughs> I no? never want to see that. At- Ever again. No. Last Man Standing makes the most sense, in my opinion. Yeah. Something new, something you haven't done. I'd be interested to see how AEW does it. No, they're just going to go back to the well and do a, a Texas death match. Whatever. The match will be great. We've already seen it. Again, I don't know. To me, I just don't even care. I think we've actually seen it three times if you count the one where Hangman got knocked out. I, I mean, it is what it is. Wardlow and Samoa Joe again. I feel like we already got that. I feel like we already saw that too. Why is this still going on? Samoa Joe has no other challenges for the TNT title. None. I don't get that. Uh, the three-way women's matchless eye. The women's division is a freaking goddamn disaster. I'm actually. I'm hold on. Wait, but I'm actually. I'm actually. I like this. The fact that we're gonna get this three-way because it just kind of goes with the story that they've been telling with like the AEW originals versus the AEW outsiders. So I do yeah, but like where's it three-way. going? I, I swear to God, if I have to see Soraya out there with a fucking can of spray paint one more goddamn week, I'm just done. I don't care about this. What they're trying to do with the uh, Tony and and Soraya with the, the paint and Tony's too good for this. Soraya, I'm sorry, she stinks. She is not good in the ring anymore. I think she forgot how to do this. I really do. I'm sorry for anybody out there who disagrees. I had just haven't seen it yet. And I get it. Okay, she's coming back. She may be a little too worried or overprotective. Listen, you shouldn't have come out of retirement then. I'm not saying go hard as hell and start like throwing yourself all over the place. But my goodness, she just does not look good in there at all. I don't know if I'm the only one. 
But she, to me, she, she hasn't. Just looks like she okay, so for me, she hasn't wowed me yet. But I don't think she's terrible. She hasn't wowed yeah, me that's though. Fair. That's fair. I, she, I, I, her match with Sky Blue was just not good at all. Right. I mean, Sky Blue got a freaking five star. And I'm not even. I'm not even afraid to say it. She got a five star classic out of Jade Cargill, or Jade Cargill got one out of out of um, Sky Blue. Whatever way you want to toss that. Mm-hmm. And then you have Sky Blue in there with a veteran like Soraya, and the match just didn't do shit for me. Right. It just didn't hit at all. So we're getting this three-way. I'm glad Ruby's in the match. I That's love cool. Ruby. Love um, Ruby. I don't know. I just feel like this was thrown together. I don't where, where they. Yeah, we started out with the uh, you know the anti the outsiders versus AEW whatever. But where is it going now? <laughs> like what? Like where? Like is Ruby turning? Like what's going yeah, on? Yeah, especially, especially nothing else. Going back to the whole booking thing, Tony's booking, which hasn't been working. What was it like two weeks ago? Like the last couple of dynamites, they haven't been bad shows, but there's been nothing memorable coming out of these shows, right? Like besides an MJF promo, right? Besides that, like there's nothing memorable about the show. That's why, like the other argument is with like with like these fans that are like, oh my god, AEW's dying, AEW shit. Like, listen, I understand that AEW's booking and their lack of storytelling hasn't been connecting at all. It just ha- it just hasn't been there. I will agree with you one thousand percent. But also, I think we should all calm calm down too, because a year ago, a lot of these fucking peckerheads were fucking blowing tony every time tony was breathing right oh my god he's the greatest booker blah 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 blah. listen aw hasn't been connecting but no one can sit there and tell me watching dynamite that's a terrible show it's not a terrible show it's just there's 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 lacking there's there's lack of stories they could do a better job but it's not an awful show a year ago right i think another thing is that wwe is on such a high right now that people forget Bro, just a year ago, WWE was like at the lowest of the low. Yeah, All right, man. so like I get it, and and that comes with like the tribalism of wrestling fans. How they want to say like, oh, dude, this product is so great, and this product is shit, and blah blah blah. Listen, AEW, they haven't been doing it for me, right? As as a light, their lack of storytelling, their booking decision hasn't been good. And when I mean booking, I mean Tony. All right, this is all on Tony I mean, yeah, Khan, right? Yeah, because there's nobody else. Yeah. But I also, I'm not going to fucking sit here and act like the, that watching Dynamite is an awful two hours or a pointless two hours. I'm not going to sit here and say that either. I, I do enjoy the show. It's just like it's not hitting like it once did before. And that's totally fine. Listen, things, things, performers, shows, whatever you want to call it, they go in waves, right? And they're not always going to be peaking at the top. Yeah. Okay, that's another thing, too. Like, a lot of people that started watching AEW were like, oh, I miss the old AEW. Do you really think that AEW is going to stay at that same position right. for his whole for their whole existence? That's not going to happen. It's impossible to make that happen. And also, the people that are wishing death on AEW, do you think that's great for the business? You're a fucking moron. But back to, like, the, the where you're talking about, like, the, this women's story... I think it was like two, three dynamites ago. They ended the show with Tony, Britt, and Ruby, and you thought a big angle or a big reveal was gonna happen to end the show, and no, you see Soraya and fucking I think Britt Baker arguing in the ring, and Ruby's in the middle. It's like that's how you end the show. There's no big reveal, no big angle, no turn of events. Yeah, they. That's why this the women's thing has kind of taken a uh, just a. I don't know. Like, it started out good. I was like, okay, we talked about oh, possibly blood and guts. Is actually have a storyline outside the women's title. Looks good. But ever since, it's just been a whole lot of nothing. And, yeah, the storytelling is just not there. Like you said, the booking of the matches. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's hard to keep a hot wrestling product all the time. I mean, this they, they don't have an off-season with this thing, okay? So it's hard to keep this going 12 months out of the year, 365 days to keep this, you know, thing red hot. You know, there's going to be down points. Uh, this is the lowest point I've seen AEW in a, in a while. Yep. They have a pay-per-view next week, and yeah, am I going to watch it? Hell yeah. But, like, you're not I excited, excited like I, I was chamber. previously? Oh, not really, man. Not really. I feel like after this, they need a hard reset on just storylines, feuds, everything. And, yeah, like going back to what you said before, if Tony needs some help back there, I mean, he certainly got a lot of knowledge and a lot of veterans and a lot of just... Great minds back there who can help with booking and things like that. Take your foot off the gas a little bit and let somebody else step in because, you know, just right now we need something 
more than we're getting. Like you said with Rampage too, that show is awful. I know they had Young Bucks and Aussie Open on there, and I actually meant to go back and watch. Um, I haven't gotten around to it. Who even knows if I will? That's a cool match, but is another thing with Tony is he's got to realize we want more than just good matches. There's a lot of great wrestling out there. I, good wrestling is not going to make me tune into Rampage on a Friday night. Oh, check out these three really good matches. Okay, but like, what are like for what? Sammy Guevara versus on on Action Andretti. I'm sure that was a great match. Those two are like two giant spot monkeys in there. I'm sure it was great. But why am I tuning in on a Friday night to watch this? You know, give me more. Give me something more. Until then, I don't even tune into Rampage. I don't even bother. And Dynamite is becoming not the same way because I do I do tune in. But it's like even the card for next week, the go home show for the pay per view, just looks awful, man. Like, I, ugh, hold like on, what wait, are we wait. doing? Big Bill is in is facing Orange Cassidy for the Atlantic title. You got Jericho versus Peter Avalon because we really need that on the show. Wait, uh, here's I mean, a favorite. You got a random a random ladder match that uh, just announced on Rampage with the most random group of guys in it that you could ever imagine. Not only that, but one of those guys ain't even signed to the company. Your favorite thing. Your yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Your... I looked at the graphic and um, you know, I was talking to Brian from the Royal Ramble. Shout out to him, and we're like. Who's this masked guy, right? No, Commander's really well. Commander, he, he listen. Commander's really good. He's like uh, Bandito's protege out in Mexico. With that being said, and I'm a fan of Commander. Okay, he was at the J Cup a couple of weeks ago. With that being said, he has no reason being in this ladder match. Since the same thing I had with AR Fox, and again, a lot of people are probably going to be in the chat listening to you or commenting on things. Oh God, Ryan doesn't know anything. Yo, Commander is great. Commander's the best. Commander's this. Commander's that. Yeah, okay, I'm not saying he's not fucking good. He's a goddamn luchador, okay? I'm sure he's fantastic, okay? Mm -hmm. But, yeah, why are you randomly throwing him in this when nobody has any idea who the hell this guy is? Bro, I thought he was fucking Serpentico when I'm looking at the graphic, okay? I'm like, who is this guy? Brian's telling me, oh, it could be uh, Drolistico, whoever these freaking other guys are. I'm like, I don't even know who the hell any of these guys even are. And this is the issue. I'm obviously not the only one. There's people probably looking at this like, who the hell is this guy? Well, listen, I watch every week. I don't know who this guy well, is. Well, listen, I got to give a Brian a congratulations because he was at the J-Cup with me or whatever. And he's seen Commander. He made it to the semifinal. <laughs> so, so Brian gets a congratulations for me. But with that being said, I'm, you're not wrong, okay? Because it's the same thing with like, the whole AR Fox thing. You, well, I think Ryan went on a rant that episode where he's like, you have 180 whatever signed wrestlers yeah. and you bring a AR Fox for what? Same case here. You have it. They couldn't it, find one more guy, Mario, out of the 150 talents signed. They couldn't find one other deserving talent to be in this face of the revolution ladder match instead of Commander, a guy who's never stepped foot in AEW ever before and they've never shown any video packages for or anything they thought this guy was a better choice than i don't know anybody else that's not even happening keep in mind the face of the revolution ladder match is not even happening on, Re on revolution right, well, it's happening on dynamite they, you know, it should be Iron called man the match. face of the dynamite ladder match dude i yeah i don't know man i don't know what's going on with tony and the booking in AEW. He, tony needs to stop worrying about twitter ariel halani and every right, fucking right. interview stop talking about wwe Focus on your product. You need fucking help because whatever booking decisions you're doing now, it's not working. We don't want to see AEW fail. We love AEW, all right? And I also don't think AEW is going to go out of business either. For those peckerheads that think that way, like, AEW's dying. You're a fucking bunch of morons. But his booking's not working right now. It's not. He needs to pass the pen to some other people. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't know if he will because it just feels like the way he is, but... uh yeah, something's got to change because after this pay-per-view, they need to hit the reset button and, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. All something's right. got to gotta change. Two more things and, and we, you know, I know you got to go, Ryan, um, so we'll wrap up. Is it two more things? Actually, no, one more thing. Either one, we'll figure it out. Okay. Um, Ring of Honor, your favorite. They had a set of tapings this past weekend and here's the interesting part, right? I, you know, I read the spoilers, whatever, and I'm not going to spoil anything. But what's interesting, based on what I read, right? Based on what I read, I feel like there's more story going on in the first tapings <laughs> of Ring of Honor. Yeah. And it, it did, reading, the, reading what I read, right? 
It did feel like Ring of Honor. It didn't feel like AEW light. It actually did feel like a yeah. Ring of Honor. Like even visually, if you see some of the the shots that were out there, right? You know that that's on like um, social media. It did look like a Ring of Honor show. But at the same yeah. time, just reading the results there, right? I'm looking and like reading what happened. There's more story in the first set of Ring of Honor tapings, right? That is like, wow, this Super Card of Honor paper is going to be something. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I thought the same exact thing. From what I saw, it looked like a lot of great stuff, a lot of great um, outside talent, you know, some talent from New Japan coming in. And yeah, uh, yeah Tony seems like he's really taking this Ring of Honor thing seriously. I'm glad. I'm very glad. Now, he focus is. on AEW. The same focus on AEW. How do you? Nice. How do you? How do you hit a home run right out of the park for your first set of Ring of Honor tapings, right? And your main shit. AEW, come on, Tony, what are you doing? I don't know, I don't know, but I will say about Ring of Honor, I'm, I'm glad it's it's it feels. I mean, from what I've read and saw too, it feels like it's it's different. Yeah, it's not. Um, I didn't see a, a ton of AEW guys on the, in the tapings. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were there 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 were a few here and there. Yeah, but yeah. Um, there were a lot of like outside talent too. I'm not gonna say the names in case anybody actually plans on watching this weekly Ring of Honor show. So I don't want to like ruin anything. Right, right, right. Um, but. They, they did bring in a lot of talent that makes it feel like it's different and it makes it feel like it's a ring of honor. Um, so that's great. I mean, listen, it's it's good. I'm, I'm happy that it's, it looks good. I just, part of me just wishes that it was not on the honor club. I know, uh, I know. Because I'm not watching that. I'm not signing up for the honor club. I'm not, uh, I think Thursday nights at 7 o'clock. I'm just, I'm not doing it, man. And especially when they taped uh, however long... TV they taped. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have uh, other tapings. I know they do today, but I don't know after this weekend what they have planned. I don't know if this is it until Supercard or whatnot. And that's what it's uh, I but, think that's what it is. I think they're pretty much taping until Supercard. So, I mean, it makes sense because you really don't have much time. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just like Impact. When it's just going to be like the spoilers for every single week is going to be out there. So, it's like, to me, it's so hard to get into a show like that mm-hmm. where there's spoilers out there, where they tape it a month in advance. You know, I just, I, I'm not really a huge fan of that. So, but... It looks great. The visual looks great. The honor zone looked fantastic. It the looked honor zone. <laughs> um, so and, good for them. And they're telling stories. And they're yeah. telling stories. So Hey, you know what? Well, I'm not watching it, but hey, I'm glad they are. I just wish the shows I did watch yeah. had a little bit more story. All right. One last thing, and then we'll wrap up. So speaking of like leaks, right, and date leaks and stuff like that, it looks, it seems like we got a leak for Forbidden Door 2, and it mm-hmm. seems like it's happening June 24th. And that's on a Saturday. Um, I'm here for Forbidden Door. Listen, I, I went to the first Forbidden Door. It was a great show. Okay. But what do you think Forbidden Door 2? First of all, what's your thoughts on Forbidden Door 2? And then also, where do you think this shit's going to be at, man? Uh, I mean, Forbidden Door 2 is uh, it's something that had to happen. I mean, you know, after the first one, it's not like you're going to do one and done. It's going to be probably be a yearly thing. So I have no issues with that. I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, one of my favorite pay-per-views of last year was Forbidden Door. And, you know, they have no excuse this year unless, of course, they have injuries again. They have no excuse not to make this ten times better than the one last year. Um, where it's going to be, I don't know. I just hope it's not in Chicago. I'm uh, sorry to all our Chicago friends who are probably, like, dying for it. But I'm just not trying to – it's either if it's in Chicago and they just – I said this to myself. If they booked, um, like, Kenny versus Osprey 2 and it's in Chicago – I'm going to that, and I'm not going to All Out. I can't do Chicago twice. I like that. I know you did it last year. I, I can't. I just, I don't, I, I don't think I would be able to swing it. It's got to be one or the other. I oh. hope it's somewhere within driving distance on the East Coast. I really do from from here, whether it's Philadelphia or Boston. That'd be cool. Oh, 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 Boston, you said. Boston. Yeah, yeah, listen. That'll be, yeah. Well, we'll take the ferry. All right. Okay. Well, I'll, 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 Boston. Like Another road trip, dude. baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, it's probably gonna be somewhere in California if I had to pick. Though I know they're doing Revolution oh, there, but I just but, feel like so. I thought the same thing too. I but feel like they got the New Japan um like hold over there too. You I, know, so I, thought the, I thought the same thing too. But I'm like, yo, they're getting Revolution. Then they're going yeah. to Double or Nothing in Vegas. I'm like, they're oh yeah, that's true. I forgot about I'm Double like, or Nothing. I'm like, yo, they're gonna get another fucking. I mean. Grant that they deserve it. I'm not saying they don't. They, you know, it's a hot crowd. But I'm like, are they gonna get that too? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Then I forgot about double or nothing in Vegas. Hey, dude, I'm hoping somewhere on in the Northeast here, man. I I think Philly. I mean, the only arena you can run is the Tropicana Field is gonna get it. Fargo, which is uh, what WWE runs. So I don't really know if that's a possibility to run. 
But, man, Philly, that wrestling city would be so hot, man. I think that would be awesome. Um, I don't know. I don't know about the location. I really, it's it's got to be either somewhere on the East Coast here, Chicago or California. Those are the only picks. No, no. Or maybe they have an obsession with Texas, so maybe they'll run no, it somewhere in Texas. No chance of MSG, huh? Nah, I don't think so. Yo, if they was to run MSG, that would be like G1 Supercard vibes, bro. I know. Yeah. I I, I don't see it. Uh, it'd be awesome, but Great. I think it's just a pipe dream at this point. I think... I think it's going to be in the Northeast. I'm thinking, and remember, if, and listen, if we're right, I want you to go back and I'm going to tell you, episode 233, all right? We fucking go. called it. I think it's either going to be Boston, Philly, and another one I think that could potentially be the home of Forbidden Door 2, D.C. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Hey, listen, wherever, if it could be within driving distance of us, I don't want to have to book another goddamn flight, man. I said I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cut... All these trips out. So if I could just hop in the car and drive, I'm happy. Yeah, me too. We'll see where we'll see what what the home of Forbidden Door Two is. All right, guys, that's it. We it was a slow week. Not much happened, you know. But I think we talked about everything we needed to talk about. Ryan, I know you got to do something. So, uh, Ryan, give me your plugs in. Uh, Lucha Outsiders on Twitter. Leo. LosRadio.com in outer space. Wow, this guy is on another fucking planet right now. You hear that voice? All right. All right, you can follow me at RadarSense87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you missed anything or everything on today's episode, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you want to be fancy, Apple Podcasts. Tune in, La Mesa Lab, LosRadio.com, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast needs. Real quick, next week there will be no show. But we will return the following week and talk about revolution and whatever else is happening in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, for the old man Leo that's on another planet. Yay. For our double Ryan Radar, I'm your truly Mr. Radar. Till next time, keep it rated R and stay too sweet.